my spidey senses tingling. Hello. That, of course, was a new Apple CEO, Slim Cook, recording this fine episode of Papercake 50 on his new iPad. Welcome, new listeners, to your new favorite comics podcast. A welcome returning listeners as well. That's right. To this potentially is... your old favorite podcast. Uh, Paper Keg Podcast, we talk about industry news, the books we're reading, mm-hmm. and we do a book club, too. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're ready. I don't, I don't know if anybody's ready. You know what is ready? My popcorn. Usagi Yojimbo This week's book club uh, Welcome to the show uh, New listeners and old We, the past four weeks We bid adieu To former DC historian Mark Farrington You know, he went off to better things You know, he was a published writer He's an internet uh, video star Yeah We wish him the best of luck I mean what And what gets me is We really don't know How he ended up leaving He just left he, Like we never got a clear reason Mark is very unreliable yeah. Let's start as facts. a kind of joke And then turn out to be right. true So um, let's go around the table uh, We did a reign of the replacements We had four guest hosts For four episodes straight Amazing job too Dale underscore A on my very right is is back. I'm back. You are a returning host. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You're an internet bad boy. I mean, 50 episodes of something will just it'll make you a bad boy. It'll make you get a bad boy. Have you status. been on for 50 episodes? Oh, I haven't. <laughs> um, congratulations to the only person who's been here for 50 episodes. Myself. Thank you. It's because you have the equipment. That's true. Um, That's true. Returning. Shockingly, Jonesy loves beer. Everyone, hello, and welcome Who, back. Who's that? I don't Talking. know. He was missing for the last episode. You know what? I guess your wife can't get the flu in this state. Mm. Um, unless your wife is on her deathbed, you need to grab a hold of your genitals. <laughs> we need to introduce the brand new host to the show. Oh, man. Brand new um, the Reign of the Replacements ran four episodes. Yeah. We had some great hosts. It was great to have those guys in. We had a funeral for a friend. R.I.P. Mark. Hashtag. Welcome to the show. Uh, one of my proudest moments right now. Mark Farrington, welcome back to the show. What it is, people. Wow. Good to be back. That's it. Mullet and all you right now. You are back. How does it feel to be kicked off of a podcast because you lost all your credibility and now you're brought back? The return of Mark Farrington. I am so grateful to be back. I'm not even going to throw you under the bus and let the listeners know that you're not wearing your wedding ring. Does that anonymity <laughs> wow. listen to the show? <laughs> no. It's good to be back. My I did a lot in my banishment. Uh, yeah, you lounged. You almost died. 
your doctor told you to chin up, is what he said. Did a lot of reading, and mm-hmm. yo, there were some good comics put out in my quote-unquote demise. Right. Mm-hmm. Such good comics. Did you publish any more works of, um, f- what's the magazine you were in? Rations Magazine. Rations Magazine. No, I went MIA from uh, the comic scene altogether. Really? Yeah. You're probably too busy being the... Uh, Pizza customer number one on his latest hit <laughs> video of Yes Hello. How is uh, Yes Hello? You're in an internet video sensation. Uh, we heard last year we're going to be on Tosh Point. It still hasn't happened yet, but you know. You know what? During my time away from Paper Keg, right. I've missed you guys, Jonesy. I missed you most of all. I feel you. We had a little bit of an incident with the police while taping in public. Oh my! Really? Apparently, you can't have a spray cane. A spray can as a prop. Who knew? Where wow. were you at? Were you were you spraying something? We were at the land of King of Prussia. And our director, he was holding a spray can. Somebody called the cops. They showed up. So, how long do we have to wait into the story until you make a racial comment because you're black? Right. Actually, what, I were can't. you were cops you tagging were something me. from with your gang signs? Were you tagging a wall? Or in reality, <laughs> all we do is paint a Y and an H on a wall. They were good to us though. So, hey, the cops. Off. Yeah. They were real cool. Hmm. The guy holding the spray can. They said, wow, you guys are 30 years old and you're out here with a spray can. Actually, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> then handed them a business card and like, look, we're doing it for a show. Here you go. Welcome yeah. back, everybody. Paper Keg 50. 50th show. Mark, we missed you. Did you ever think we'd last this long? Jonesy loves quitting. <laughs> I thought I, I thought Jonesy loves Jonesy was my new moniker. <laughs> uh yeah, actually, I thought 50, we would go to 50 and we would all bow out like you kind of did with Nerdcast. Right. Um, it's just tough. You know, you two are both fathers, you and Dale. We are. You know, we are fathers. That's uh, a fact. I'm a, I'm a family man in the works. You know, I got right. a wife, you know. You got to take care of your wife. Maybe someday, chill, you know, bambinos. Maybe. And, uh, Don't call you me know, that. so it's hard for four grown men, especially three married men, two with kids and a young single, you know, Working guy, publish like writer, publish writer, television to, star, to Jack schedule this kind of thing on a regular basis. It's mm-hmm. really tough. People will get it, but I'm glad we hit 50, and uh, here's to 50 more. It's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm thinking 76. I, w- I don't even want to do this anymore. You know what? Just, Mark, just looking Mark in the eye makes me want to vomit all over <laughs> you. I was about to say something nice about you, too. <laughs> you know what blows my mind, though, is yes. that people come back to listen to this show week after week. That's true. We even got reviews that say they listen. They're not fake. It's true. They're, they're not fake they'll, reviews. They'll reference things that they hear. It's we amazing. even have, if you like Skype podcasts, we have a spinoff podcast from paperkeg.com. Paperkeg West. Yep. You know, they just posted a new episode. It was recorded like four months ago. They just posted but it's it new. live. It's new to you. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the PK West uh, catchphrase, I think. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Mark, welcome back to the show. We'll see how long you last. Good to be back. Uh, you and Jonesy, actually. Jonesy is completely unreliable. We'll get into that, that another time. That reminds me, <laughs> we should set up next recording date while you guys are here, so we, we do, probably we need to pin these guys okay. down. Yeah, you know, What's uh, happening in the world of comics? Dale underscore A. Wow. We won't, there's some juicy tidbits really? coming around yeah? the bend. Uh, <laughs> the Walking Dead. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah, it's uh, they just had the the finale that you probably had spoiled to, for you on Twitter or some <laughs> other s- social network. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a comic character that is yet to appear on the show, Michonne. Really, Michonne. You're gonna be able to read her origin story. Where? In the pages of 
the infamous magazine, the Skin Mag Playboy. Skin, skin Mag. The Skin Mag. <laughs> Who, Intriguing. Do, do people still read Playboy? For the articles. Mark, I know you probably read it. You probably just look on the internet for the sexy photos. Well, you know my laptop is covered in plastic, so it's very convenient <laughs> for looking at Playboy online. One of the most atrocious-looking pieces of computer equipment I've ever witnessed on Earth. I can't believe I'm going to ask this about a Playboy magazine, but Dale, does it give the creative team of that? Um, is it well, Charlie Adler. It is going to be. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't do the research on the story. I'm sorry, Mark. Really I have days. my read later. Bleeding cool didn't tell me, so I'm not telling you. Bleeding um, cool well, did not flesh out the details. But I think flesh as out for them to. Joke. Oh no, Rob Kirkman and Charlie Adler. <laughs> Good old Bob Kirkman. Good old Bobby <laughs> Kirkman. Bobby K. So Bob K. He'll probably sue Hugh Hefner for something down the road. Oh, that's of, inappropriate. That's I mean, just not how. Certainly it, true, though. That's not how Bob operates. Um, you know, maybe they just had a falling out. <coughs> Rest in peace, Tony Moore. That's uh, but that's. Pr- I mean, if anything's going to sell that mag, that will. It's like, Michelle. As, as popular as The Walking Dead is, any sort of exclusive tidbits. Mm-hmm. Will will sell Playboy if it, even if nobody's buying it right now? Because you know nerds love pictures of naked women. That's actually a proven scientific fact. But nobody wants to pay for. That's also true. Pick, naked pictures of Mark. Women. When was the last time you played? You paid for a Playboy issue? Believe it or not, I have never played paid for a Playboy issue. Although I have a stack at home. How did you, how did you get? Them? Did you steal them? So no. From the booksmith? He the begged them off <laughs> at comic book conventions. I had a buddy. He didn't want him anymore. He's like, you want these so playboys? You, so you had a playboy guy. You have a ticket guy. You have a playboy guy now. This is just getting wild. You know what baffles me? It's actually hilarious is you're mocking my ticket guy, and he hooked you up. <laughs> he hooked you up. I did. Yeah, I did get free hockey tickets, and they were great. We had a butler in that hockey game. It was pretty amazing. Row butler. According to the tweets, there was some cake drama? There was. Speaking of drama, do we have any new other news in the you, comic world happening right now before you, we get into the books? You want to talk about some drama? Please. Didn't WonderCon just happen? It did, actually. WonderCon did just happen. That's very dramatic. A lot of news happened. Yeah, Marvel they... Infinite talked about digital yeah. comics. What, what else, Mark? You, you brought it, up WonderCon. <laughs> <laughs> you think I was going somewhere with that. How about this drama? Todd McFarlane. I know that guy. Know of him? He's been writing Spawn. Get out! You of here. just didn't know it. Yeah, no, he's he's not. He's just been inking it, right? No, no, not according to my sources. <laughs> he has been writing under a surname. What? And he's been writing since uh, what? Two o five, two o something. I heard one eighties, one eighties, maybe even. Even though I never heard the story. Before. Will what Carlton? Was, what was the pseudonym? Will Carlton? Will Carlton? Hmm. Is. Todd McFarlane. Makes Breaking. me think he was a huge Fresh Prince fan. Exclusive. Why nice. would you do that, nice. Todd? What, I mean, what's the story behind Todd's that? Todd's an odd bird, you know? You Maybe know, he like, got sick of his book selling and he decided to take his name off it to get it to sell less. Are his books even selling? Let's be honest here. Nobody reads Spawn. I, I yeah, don't think, actually. Yeah, you're right. No one reads Spawn. Thank you. He just checked the sources. and I check true. my mind sources. I and think he should reboot Spawn. And I say this every week. You should reboot it like Hellboy. Do Hellboy story arcs, limited oh, yeah. series. I would read that. I get back on the Spawn train. And, and then he would, re- and then he should release them digitally. That's and what he should do. Leguizamo in every one of them. Clown, <laughs> the clown, and Michael Jai White. Yes, he was in that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Is he your favorite actor, Mark? He's probably up there. Nah, nah. Who is your favorite actor? Shamar. Favorite Moore. actor, hands down. One guy. Yes, Shamar Marsh Chestnut. 
Tom Hanks. Get the hell out of here. Really? Tom Hanks. Are you are you race trolling me right now? <laughs> you, you just named Tom Hanks as your favorite actor. He's a great actor. All of his movies I'm are being, delightful. I'm being reverse trolled. All of his movies are delightful. He just troll, used the word delightful. He's my, really digging in there. My troll sense is tingling off the charts right now. <laughs> Tell me a bad Tom Hanks movie. Uh, what was the one when he was Russian? What was that one? When he was fat and Russian. I didn't see it. So it didn't exist. <laughs> well, I could, he could say he was fat and in like these last airport. six movies. Airport. 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 I think it was airport. Yeah, but was you, it airport? Did you see him in that new Avengers trailer, though? <laughs> oh my god see that on the YouTube where he plays yeah. Jarvis it's amazing <laughs> he, he plays Jarvis and Jarvis. Captain America <laughs> he's we, dressed up in World War 2 garb but that's we need to move on we are running through the clock that's the news fast amazing news segment Dale thanks as always for the news I'll, I'll get better guys I promise Paper Keg 50 this is the segment where we go through the books we're reading new and old new and old yeah uh, I want to start with this special guy I believe I know who you're going to say. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I do, too. I just changed my mind. I want to talk to a different special guy. I know who it is. I want to talk to the return of Mark Farrington himself. Who are you going to go with originally? Myself. Ah. I was going to talk about myself. Always. Yeah. Who are you reading right now? If Can I guess Justice League? Mark Farrington, new replacement host. First, I'm going to try to step my game up because that old guy was so damn good. Hmm. But what I read during my exile was Peter David's Madrix, the opening five-issue miniseries into X-Factor. Wow. Guys, hands down, it's the greatest book we don't talk about. Ever? It's one of them. X-Factor was good. It starts off by Jamie Madrix, the multiple man. One of his duplicates is killed. He gets stabbed in the chest. He's bleeding, and he Hmm. stumbles back to New York City to go into find his original Jamie Madrix Prime. We learn throughout the course of the series that Jamie Madrix is a man who's racked with indecision. Now, being the multiple man, he can make a duplicate of himself and send it out into the world and reabsorb that duplicate, gaining his knowledge. So he doesn't have all of those little decisions that we need to make on a daily basis. Should I go right? Should I go left? Should I play sports or should I play music? Should I learn this and learn that? He can do it all. And now that he's in a situation where he actually needs to buckle down and be a detective and mm-hmm. lead a team, he's racking with indecision. And at times, it's really affecting his team's health status, everything. It's a fantastic book. It's got a touch of noir to it as he's constantly narrating to himself in a detective-type mode and story. Mm-hmm. It's just good. I never thought I would care about the multiple man. What has Peter David done in the past decade besides X Factor characters and Hulk? Supergirl. Young Justice. That's about it. He did a lot. I almost gave you a name five, but I wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Sadly, if I named one more, I would have hit five. (laughs) But seriously, uh, picked up Madrix on a recommendation from a friend. So good. Was it Mac Lanley? Nah. He backed it up, though. Mm. It was so good, I ran back to the comic store and picked up every trade. Look at you, running to a print shop. Congratulations on that. Hey. You know, we need to support these print shops. Absolutely. Any way we can. Show sponsor. Oh, man. Who is it, Dale? That is the comic book shop in Wilmington, Delaware. Good for them. Who was just recognized as Paper Keg's official comic book shop at the uh, Allentown Comic Con. The great Allentown Comic Con. They called the great Comic the, the great Allentown. How cool was Comic-Con. it to... Uh, when when comic book shop told us that that they cool. were it's pretty amazing, 
Speaking of amazing, the heart. Jonesy loves comic books. True. What are you reading right now, uh, unpublished writer to the stars? Uh, your mother's neighbor's favorite local writer. Wow. And hedge trimmer. And hedge trimmer. I am looking for a landscape guy. Anybody? Uh, you know, I went a little samurai crazy. Really? Yeah. You know, I got on the Usagi train. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, let's make it a samurai-themed episode for me. So uh, the, the old comicsology, the Choo Choo Sagi, yeah, Choo Sagi, <laughs> put out Samurai's Blood Volume One. Really, the, uh, the six-issue miniseries by Michael Benaroya and Owen Weissman. Love Owen. Beautiful, beautiful. What's this book about? Tell me about six. it. Okay, in in short. It follows the story of the disgraced Sanyo clan. They have all been killed except for these three guys. The Daimo, which is the leader, the his first samurai, and the leader's sister. And they go on this path of revenge to try to get the clan back to its former greatness and defeat the person who betrayed their master. It's very, like, um, Seven Samurai kind of, not... Exactly story by numbers, but it's not exactly breaking the mold with the story, but it's told. Part of the paper cake drinking game, story by numbers. Story by numbers? two drinks. Oh, wow. Whoever says story by numbers. Um, But the art in this book is beautiful. There are some pages where the main samurai will just cut off somebody's hands in one swipe. Hmm. And it's the gore is, it's not quite the invincible level. Nothing of gore crazy Classic samurai But it, I, I did find myself smiling As I saw hands and swords Flying through the air um, And then The story wraps up I won't spoil the ending But um, <laughs> Towards the middle of the book You find out that The samurai Who's serving the last Sanyo Clan lord Is actually uh, Born into a ninja clan And there's kind of like a That whole aspect Of the Japanese lore Comes in It's very good hmm. Yeah it's uh, Six issues you know, you're not gonna, you know, break your brain reading it, but definitely give it a shot. It's ten bucks, six issues, comicsology, digital trade. Go ahead and get it. It's a great company. Right now. Stop what you're doing. Pause this episode and go download it. Disclaimer: I work for Comicsology. Podcast bad boy. He's been called. You know, he's an internet celeb. I don't uh, publish or unpublish anything. I'm sorry for you know, that. You're just a man. I'm a man You're a man with a man's courage. You know, taking care of his family. Yeah, doing right. whatever it takes. I'm trying to do. Correction. Pounding the page. You're just a great man taking care of his family. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. Nice Podcast time. Savior. Thank you. Dale underscore A. Uh, when you have time, what were you reading this week? Oh, man. When I had time and not at all last night in bed. Right. Oh, man. There's so, can I just say there were so many good books the Please past two weeks? do it. Say I'm going to say, say it, it again. right now. There were so many good books the past two weeks. I hope one of us each picks one, and uh, we fit them all in. Let's do it. To this combo, do it right now. To this conv we're having. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go straight up with Conan the Barbarian no. number two. Really? Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about number one, and I'm glad I didn't, because then it would have been like, oh, he's always talking about Conan. Mm-hmm. He loves, you know, that Becky Cloonan character. She <laughs> is a dynamo. Becky Cloonan in one of our infinite timelines that branch off from one another. Mm-hmm. 
I met her and talked to her. Really? Did you meet her in a Starbucks? Yes. And you're like, hey. At the uh, Barnes and Nobles. You're Becky Clunan, and I'm Dale underscore A. And I was like, I just want to give you a big old high five for Conan. What's happening in Conan, in Brian Woods' Conan? Uh, so Conan, the barbarian, is on a sh- in a tr- on a trader's galley, a ship, with a, a, a bunch of merchants, and they are trying to outrun the pirate Queen Beirut, Beitu, Beater. I can't remember her name, and I don't write names down. No, nor That's should you. That's why I'm probably the bat. I'm just podcast bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, their merchant vessel is uh, giving Conan a ride because he was out running the uh, the town guards of wherever he was running from, and their vessel is being run down by the queen of the Black Coast hmm. and her pirate cronies. And uh, Conan Conan has promised hmm. Tito and the rest of the merchants his protection because uh, these are dangerous waters and. Um, Conan pretty much single-handedly takes out the whole pirate ship. And the the narration going on describing the meth- methodic um, combat of Conan was just like, I don't know, it was like music to my ears. It was like a storyboard or, or a script you were reading. Mm-hmm. The way they just described how he could just cut through swathes of pe- swaths of people. And... Um, Long story short, mm-hmm. the poor, all the merchants on the ship die because he can't take them all on. <laughs> but uh, let's just say that the Queen of the Black Coast is so impressed with what Conan does and where Conan is from because Conan tells her where he's from. He's from the north, from Hyboria. Can I guess? Yeah, what? Guess. They get jiggy. Is that right? They're going to get jiggy. <sighs> They're going to get jiggy next panel and the next issue. Oh, I man. know for a fact. It, it was probably it's got to be the greatest single ending panel of Whoa. a comic. Really, better and than Wolverine getting a in the last week beach. Well, the yeah, end of sex and violence. From yeah, Domino. That, that was good. So maybe the greatest panel of last week. Okay, that's pretty good. But she was like, she was gonna have to stick them up in that bucket. Oh my! Because wow, is that available was, in the Dark Horse app? That is available in the Dark Horse mm. app. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. This for the single greatest panel. I mean, she's just so impressed that she's uh, she's just like make me your queen. Is she like licking her lips I mean, like crazy, or yeah. what's happening? I want to see visuals. It was so cool. Be, be, and I don't do it justice, but the way the narration was describing the buildup to Conan, the man who just cut through all these people and the history that he has. Jones, for are you okay? You need to get a, ta- <laughs> a hot towel. I do. Oh, whew. and um. And then it started describing about these, I mean, men from the north. Oh, yeah. She's never been north. that far north where mm-hmm. these guys. She's about to be. Where the far south. On the sundial. All right. I apologize um, for Johnson. Great, great book. Brian Wood and Becky Cloonan. How right. does this Conan compare to Kurt Busick's brilliant run? Oh, yeah. That was. It's just as good. Wow. Um, I'm in. Wow. I'm in. Two issues are just as good as. The way uh, the sick. way Brian Wood writes, if you've ever read Northlanders, um, it's more kind of like up to date, so it's not old English or medieval Nordic talk. Good, like it's you know it's just plain English, and uh, I think it really helps. For, keeps it real. It keeps it real, and it helps describe like a younger Conan because he's still in his young prime. He's not the king mm-hmm. yet, um, and I got a vibe with the narration. If anybody else read it, that uh, the guy Mako played in the uh, in the movies, the Asian wizard, 
Like yeah, okay. I read every bit of narration in his voice because it just sounded like there's the, that's the de facto guy to describe Conan's yeah. life. John, what was the actor's name? Mako. Mako. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know what his character's name. Was. We need to keep the train moving. Asian wizard. I'll close it out. Please do with Saga number one. Oh, check that on the list. I'm glad you talked about it. Saga. BKV, FS, Fiona Staples, that's slang for her name. She did the, uh, what is it, the Mystery Society, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Fantastic book by the Steve Niles as well. Saga. Saga. This is the creator-owned book you need to go buy right now, anywhere you can. Comic shop, comicsology, anywhere, right now. Just as long as you pay for it, my friends. Saga. Crazy. I described this on another podcast that I may or may not be on. You know. Okay. They want to bring it up. Did they also sing "Happy Birthday" to you. On they actually podcast? Did. I want to talk about what this what this book means to me. You know. Talk about it. Blade Runner. Star Wars. Romeo and Juliet. All wrapped into one tasty bite. In space. <laughs> uh, follows these two lovers. You know, the females giving birth. She's got wings. She does. She's an alien race. The man, he's got horns growing out of his head. You know, maybe knows a little magic. Goat horns. Love them. Mm-hmm. They're on the run from the cops, the robot cops, and monkeys. Robot. Wizard of Oz was another one of my uh, tasty bites. They're on the run. She pops this kid out. You know, they need to save this kid. They want to go see the world together. Get out of this hellhole. You know? That's what lovers want to do. That's right. So, 48 pages. Gorgeous. Fiona Staples draws the sexiest woman. I'll say it flat out. I dare you to disagree with me, Mark. I dare you right now. I can't. Thank you. Uh, Go get saga number one. The best new comic book out there. Whole new gorgeous universe. Crazy sci-fi. Uh, I hope it comes out on time every month. That's all I gotta say. I was so completely impressed by this book that it's. I might be just my new gush gushing over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I got the uh, the print version. So he uh, in the back he talks about the letter pages he wants to do. He doesn't even give an email address. He gives a street address. Wow. <laughs> he wants wow. crazy wow. paper. Pretty awesome. Yeah, so I think I'm going to write a letter. Do it. And send you it should. In. You'd be like one of the five guys that does it. I know. knows how to mail a letter. I, I think I know where a post office is on Google Maps. <laughs> I'm going to go to one. I um, can't wait. You should mention paper cake on the email just, or the letter. Yeah. you believe you? Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> it just felt like so thorough. Like he had already thought this universe out to God knows how many issues, like the history and the alien races and the the sides that each race is taking in the war. So apparently, like, the goat people, the mage Mm -hmm. of the, so the guy Romeo, basically, Romeo's race is warring Juliet's race in the uh, the book. Capulets. And there are affiliations with other races by each side, and uh, it just felt like, he had fleshed all this out long beforehand, and this is just the beginning of something beautiful. It, My absolute new favorite book. In typical BKV fashion, he didn't get me until like a little bit into the uh, first issue. 
Like, I was reading it, and I was like, okay, where's this going? You kind of get that, like, tickle of, like, all right, am I going to like this or not? It's gas also. And then, well, you know, true. I have been, you know, gassy the last couple of days. problems. Um, but then you turn that page, and there's that great scene where the two, with the, the robot prince. It, no, it, it's trying to have sex with his wife, and then, but he, he can't get it up, but he's a oh, robot. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I slapped my hand. I was like, all right, BKV, I'm on this ride with you. Let's go. He's got PTS. Right from the war. Yeah, I think robots. Why couldn't he just you know? But why plug in and hydraulics? You would think. But why least. are they even doing it? They're robots. Yeah, so exactly. That's, it's amazing. BKV Maybe. blew my mind. I highly suggest everyone go buy it right now. I gifted it to a friend. Did you? Just Dave. Oh wow! Former guest host. He was in the running for the rain or the replacements to replace Mark. I'd be okay if I lost to him. He can't stay. You don't even want to do this show. Good. To be honest, right now. Hardly. I go to just Dave. <laughs> Um, if I ever need something that's unnecessarily hateful. Lightning saga. round. Let's talk about saga. <laughs> Two no. sentences or less of a book. Mark Farrington, published writer, former DC historian, now failure. Action Comics Welcome 775 back. by Joe Kelly, Doug Monkey, and Lee Bermejo. Features Superman against the latest, greatest, quote-unquote, the authority-like, group of trendy badasses who curse and spout catchphrases answers the question what's so funny about truth justice in the American way dies in fist fight too doesn't he I have a rebuttal yeah. sorry. 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 green lantern issue 7 I read this title because I recently enjoyed the green lantern animated series I immediately jump back off of this title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Poor guy. The Manhattan Projects. <laughs> Second only to Saga in my list of new favorites. Oh, I... A wonderful spin on history using real people's places and things. <laughs> but it's so far-fetched, your mind will be blown. I don't know. I'm no one is going to buy that comic now. They're, they're taking it out of their pull list. Please buy, it, please buy the comic. Batman and Robin from the new DC 52. You cried, didn't you? Fathers and sons. Fathers and sons. Usagi Yojimbo. I'm not buying that either. I'm not buying that. <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo. Everyone knows that. What's the book? Usagi Yojimbo. Samurai. Rabbit. Ronin. This guy. So Whoa, he just got okay. on that train, and I'm very attracted to you right now. All right, Japanese. Who wants to tell us what Usagi is all about? Jimmy Lowe's Bear. Shall it, I? It's been a while. Can I do it? Can I try? <laughs> the plea, whoa. Right. I mean, I'm going to drop my mic. Usagi Yojimbo. The book opens with the title character engaging in a single-page dueling match with who we come to find out is a former colleague friend 
Throughout the course of the series, we learn Usagi's origin as a humble village boy who is a son of a mayor, chief, king, magistrate. Magistrate, thank you. Did you read this book? I love this book. Spoilers. He finds a mentor in this old and slightly embittered master who teaches him the way of the samurai. He becomes a guard in a in the Lord's guard, for lack of a better term. I should have thought before I started to do the summary. Uh, Paper Gate 50, everybody. Thanks for Thanks stopping for, by. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I'm off again, aren't I? No, basically, I Usagi want... Ojimbo tells the story of Usagi Ojimbo, how he goes from boyhood to manhood as a samurai. Or Miyamoto Usagi. There you Ooh. are. Dale underscore A. Great man. Great man. Um, everyone knows Usagi from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was uh, Twittering on the Twitter earlier, and I realized that I had the toy, but didn't realize what I had because I hadn't read Usagi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, D- you know, darn, I wish I had that toy now. Uh, that's I knew him only from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If I could blow through that name. Um, and this is another one of those upper echelon books that we talk about. Yeah. You know, that we didn't Definitely. read when we were younger, and everyone is just like marrying the book all the time. And we're just like, why would I want to read that? So we finally read it. You know, I never read it before. Although, briefly, I think a couple of months ago, I did page through a couple issues. Uh, just gorgeous book everywhere. You know, every page by Mr. Sakai. Stan? Yeah. Living legend. Uh, Maybe said hello to him one time at Baltimore Comic Con. Really? I'm just going to pull James Stumpy right now. Wow. Drink, everybody. (laughs) Um, We're humbled. Every page is like, it just feels like he put a month's worth of work into it in terms of detail and lack of detail. Um, What's the name for characters that are animals but are human? Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Thank you. Uh, So the whole book is obviously with, you know, in that where, you know, he's a, a samurai, but everyone he interacts with is in general, you know, some kind of anthro-pro-animal. <laughs> right. Um, so, he, you know, he, he meets up with this other D-bag samurai and tells, tells some stories about how he met that character and, you know, how he left on his own to become a samurai, how he trained. And it when I was trying to write notes down for the book, it was hard to write down certain moments because I just felt like the whole book was just gorgeous and well done and it was hard to put into words other you know other than anything other than that yeah I think what really stood out to me slim was like the characters he builds like um Usagi's reluctant best friend Gensuke the rhino mm-hmm. who he is you know retelling his whole origin to like what was that <laughs> they're not Associates. best friends uh, so, I mean, if I could tell you reading well after the four issues we decided on to this, and so looking back on the first four issues now, it's like, Gensuke becomes such a great buddy cop character, and he has such a great origin in this book, and, uh, they source, uh, Usagi's girlfriend in this, this first four issues, um, and I can't pronounce her name, but... I think it was uh, Mariko, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was Mariko. Was. was it? Because I remember I made a mental note because it's uh, you know Wolverine's uh, 
Lady. Lady friend. Former lady love that he had to murder. You okay? Rest in peace. Cry out a little bit. Hashtag R.I.P. Medico. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the story, though, is so simple, but every page is a delight. And that it continues that way for the next 20 issues. Mm. Like, I, th- I think I'm on issue 24 now, and I haven't read one single issue that I had anything to nitpick about. What a great story. I mean, and you could tell a million, you know, Talmudic tales through this one book and one character. It's mm. so good. What blew my mind about this book is, in my opinion, just flipping through it before I actually sat down and read it, it had no business being as good as it is. If you just skim the surface of it, it's anthropomorphic animals, it's cartoony art, and it's about a samurai, it's origin, and it's not even an original story. But dang it if it wasn't engaging. Usagi was just a great character. It was just a good story. Yeah, that's that's what I thought about it too. This story, I mean, you you if you've seen five samurai movies, they're all basically the same. But I mean, the story is just so engaging that, like, I think Jonesy said it right when it said it was a delight because it was absolutely a delight to read this book. Um, you you've you've read the story before, you've seen it on the screen before, but that doesn't make it any any less any any less weak. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the uh, the the choice for the black and white. I mean, I don't know what probably wasn't a choice in the beginning, but it's just so great the way he he shadowed things mm-hmm. with the, with the line work and stuff like that. And Usagi just looks amazing, like when he's fully grown in a samurai with his ears tied up in that bow. Oh, yeah. Even amazing. down to the uh, detail on the uh, the grips of his ka- his katanas. Yeah, like it's always so perfectly each panel, and I looked, I went through each page to see if I could I could catch it. Each panel those two grips are in is done with excruciating detail, so you know it's the same two swords. Hmm. It's crazy good, crazy amount of work went in this. I I wondered uh, myself if Sakai had a, a, like a personal interest in the samurai before he started writing this book, or he just went headfirst into researching for the book. Because, I mean, even references to, you know, Japanese words and they would sometimes reference like, you know, what the head of the family is called, the Japanese word. And then in parentheses, it would tell you what it meant. Oh, the translation? That was great. Yeah, like they were the actual words and just the outfits were so meticulous and all the – and all – everybody's outfits were just great. What a great book. I'm so happy that I read this. I'm happy too. Um, for the show, I mean, I know, can't wait to read more. Do you know who would have made a great Usagi in a movie? Tom Hanks. <laughs> I think he's I in would Robin totally Williams. Buy that. Is that in production right now? I would totally buy that. There, I think a tentative title is Fat Usagi Ojimbo. <laughs> I was going to say Robin Williams as Gensuke, his best friend. <laughs> yeah. What took me by surprise is I've read countless superhero books growing up, and I can't remember a time where I wanted to root for a character so much. Especially in the first two chapters when he's telling the flashback of him as a little kid trying to win his who the man who became his sensei's approval. He begs and begs in the first issue, will you train me, will you train me, will you train me? And the man says, no, get away, get away, get away. Then one day he just says, go get some water. Usagi just brightens up and smiles and says, yes, sensei. So for, so for the first year, he's just doing chores with this man. Hasn't even picked up a sword. And you're reading Usagi's 
inner monologue and he's just telling himself I gotta be patient he wouldn't take me on if he wasn't gonna do anything and you could see it getting to him and as I'm turning each page it's wow I've been that kid before I really hope that he actually picks up a sword the part where he left his father um, or was that his father that he left or was that someone he he just kind of just left that, well, he tells that great little, the father tells that great little story. He's like, um, you know, would you say that the sword is the soul of a samurai and the kids agree? Then he's like, well, in the next few days, you're going to leave to discover your own souls and go to oh, this. I yeah, totally it was really, that. cried a little bit to myself. That, that's, that's the only thing. It, that kind of gave me the mage feel. I'm, mage. I want to say, I want to I want to equate it to because mage is the old, is the other old book we've read. Kind of, and it it was a magey kind of feel, only because most of the plot was developed through the characters' dialogue. Like it was a little redundant at times. Like, oh, this is what I'm doing to save the town because this is what. But it it doesn't hinder it in any way. It just gave it it just gave it a feel, and um, I think maybe something. And that other than his father asking about the sword, he basically said, uh, when you depart tomorrow to the fencing school of the you know whatever school they were going to. Um, I think that's all it was touched on. Okay, but um, man, I, w- I want a hardcover for this. So bad. Mm, you know, I, I would want a hardcover. I would borrow your hardcover addiction you and get get a get a hardcover <laughs> of this. And and my f- it's it. I know I can't describe it with any justice, but my still my favorite panels is page three of the book. When uh, I mean the whole all yep, the panels are I like s- storyboards. Mm-hmm. They're all storyboards, like storyboarded out for a samurai movie, but. There's four panels where the uh, Usagi and his former colleague have crossed swords for the uh, for the one time they they met battle and there's just four panels where they're just facing away from each other with their swords straight out and then in the fourth panel the uh, the colleague just falls over dead. Oh, is that and the one that was so cool? Where the only thing moving is the lizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a the Ninja Gaiden great. moment. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. I was I was surprised at the few moments. Excuse me. In the book, where I actually felt a little human emotion from Usagi. Take for example when they're in the bar drinking sake, and they get to the part where he encounters his former childhood friend who went separate ways, and now they're enemies. They go back to the village to prevent it, prevent it from being run over by, I guess, whatever overlord was trying to take it. Anyway, he's. They go back to rescue the girl they grew up with, the one that they both had feelings for, Magical. and. Medical. Then they're all drinking afterwards, and she asks Usagi, "What are you going to go do?" Well, I'm going to go join the guard and be a part of the Lord's service. Then she asks the friend, "Are you leaving too?" It's like, "No, I'm staying." And cuts back to the present, where the guy asks Usagi, "So what happened with them?" Oh, they got married. They have a child. The high cost of being a samurai. It was the most subtle writing I've read in a long time, but poignant, if you will. That's a, that is correct. I would think. Um, yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll probably keep up. You know. Yeah, I think so too. Reading the singles, I will say this. You know, it's we all read superhero comics, so we're all used to a main character who moves the title along just by their own will. Like, you know, the Batman's going to move his own title, you know, along. And then I think 
we as readers always nitpick and then we get we whine because we're like, oh, I've seen Batman do this in, you know, issue 143 of Grant Morrison's run or some such. But what I love about this book is that Usagi carries the title with his own samurai code and force of will and it just doesn't get old. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'd agree with you 100%. And I was thinking that while I was reading it, unlike Batman, Daredevil, or Wolverine, for example, how these guys through their monologue remind you how tortured they are, how hard they have it, or the world just pretty much dumped on them and they're going to overcome. Usagi just he went about his business. He was deep, but the writer managed to show us he was deep as opposed to just telling us panel after panel after panel. Yeah, that was very good, Mark. Thank you, I try. Usagi, yo, Jimbo. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at papercag.com. If we have time, we will read them. Uh, Mark, I actually sent you another one while we're recording. I mean, we, we can save it for next week if needed. Mark, the king of truncated letters, thank you for coming back to... We got some... You got some major heat I got last major episode heat. Yeah. for... Um, I thanks, sh- thanks for listening to sh- the previous episodes, Mark. <laughs> uh, because there was some editing of some emails. I was, <laughs> emails. I was in exile. Emails live on the air. Um, yeah. And a uh, you know, big friend of the show did not like that. I do not envy you, Mark. Free truncating skills. What do we got this week, Mark? Keep it light. Let's see. We'll go with one from Jesse saying, I run a very small comic book company called Bleeding in Comics. Been writing and producing comics for a few years for fun, and I'm now trying to promote myself and my work. I see where this is going. I produce four comics and have three in the works. Very cool. Our 88-page horror graphic novel, Sensory Distortion, is going to be done within a month as well. I was wondering if there was any way I could get you guys to review my work, or if you have any interest in interviewing me, I would totally be up for it. Maybe we weren't supposed to read this on air. Hey, just trying to What's get the my... address? Maybe we can send everyone his way. That's where I was going with that. It's www.facebook.com slash bleeding ink comics. Facebook. Need it on the Tumblr. Stat. You guys remember the old letter columns in comics way back I do. when? I do. The Superman books had this phrase. It means asking means never getting. So we can't set up a Skype interview, but I'll be happy to read it. I'll check it out and let you, you know what I think. Mark, you need to touch base, and you should read it on uh, Paper Cake 52 if we last that long. Deal. <laughs> if I make it to Paper Cake 52, I will review one of Jesse's books. There you go. Hashtag RIP Paper Cake. <laughs> Let's see here. Wow, these are going to be hard to truncate. There are some long ones. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll give them. Maybe we'll give them the time. You know, it's fiftieth show. I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's know, true. Maybe. I mean, we we tried. We don't to go want Don Garvey on our backs. His actually was pretty short. We tried to go hard and fast with you know the the time limit, but it's our fiftieth anniversary issue. Fifty years we've been doing this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, Steve M got a good one saying, "Hey guys, you don't have to read this on air if you got better stuff." <laughs> but I'm reading it anyway. I'd like to still hear your opinions if you got the chance. I'm not a hardcore floppy buyer anymore. I mostly do trades, so I don't really have a big subscription box. One-ish this week I was going to pick up with Saga, but despite them mm. usually having good stock of hot books, they sold out. Oh, now I see it on eBay that the book is being hustled for anywhere between 4 to $12, so I'm adding it to my growing list of titles to read digitally. My questions are, do you think the situation like this will drive more folks to go digital? 
And do you think there will ever be a point where people realize that the only way to put kids through college by selling comics would be if they found some golden age goodies? Can I uh, interject? Go right ahead. Please, on this. You know Kelly Sue? Matt Fraction's uh, lady. Gorgeous wife. Talented. She's writing that uh, Captain Marvel book. Oh, yeah. She oh, had yeah. a thing that came out today where she talked about how screwed up the system is, you know, about pre-ordering books. Um, and she said, uh, you know, every Wednesday she'll get hit up, creators get hit up, say, uh, I wanted to get your book, but it was sold out, like noon. And how, you know, you would think that's good, but in reality it's not good. It just means that nobody or not enough people pre-ordered it at that shop, and it's hard to get, you know, your books out there because they need to be pre-ordered. And if right. not, then they're sold out in like 20 minutes. So you not only do you have to sell someone a book, you have to sell the retailers to buy it right? and order it. And it's just kind of a screwed up system, and it's true. So, you know, and that's where digital does come in, you know, whether direct market shops like it or not. If they don't, you know, pre-order something and take a chance on something, then people are going to go elsewhere, which is kind of screwy. Yeah, it is, it is a real shame that, I mean, the way the system is set up, I, I don't ask me how you would even fix it, but... I mean, you, the publisher has to, uh, you know, advertise with Diamond. Diamond has to advertise to mm-hmm. the comic shops, and and then you just have to have faith that the comic shop is going to order enough for the demand. And now, now Saga is probably, like, the one anomaly. I mean, because, that, well, of course, there was a lot of hype built up, but mm-hmm. um, and, and it did sell out, but still sell, sell out the printing, printing uh, publisher. But, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, who knows how you fix it, but that mm-hmm. that will um, definitely could drive people to uh, digital, especially if they have no f- preference as to print or digital. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, people buying the print copy on eBay, good Lord. Can I go against the grain here? I know we're heavy proponents of going digital, but part of the fun of the collecting and being in this genre was hunting down that rare issue that that one that's missing from your collection, that one that went out of print, the one you need to have a complete stack. So I love going digital. You can't beat the convenience, but there's an intangible quality about having floppies in your collection. I, I, Mark, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I, I'm faithful to my comic shop, pretty faithful. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there's there's that thing. But, I mean, it's just nowadays to pay $12 for a comic. Yeah, now, maybe, is... of course, maybe now if you like Saga enough, I'd, I'd pay... I don't know if I'd pay twelve dollars for it. No, I'm not sure. That is ludicrous. Some shops were. One. Some shops bagged them up and put that price on there. Some Already, douchey shops on that Wednesday. Get out of here! It's on the Twitter, that's so weak. you don't even have a shot to get it at cover yeah. price. Nope, that's weak. some people know that it's you know in high demand, and they'll just put it up on the wall, just put you know a higher price tag on it. I guess you could. I mean, once to stop the comic book shop owners from just digging into pocket, paying for all of them, it's and then a, reselling it's a them. Douche move. This Say it is flat out. Move. Called a D move. D move. Do we got any other letters this week, Mark? I'm getting a downer right now. Yeah. We got time for one more, and it's from a name I don't recognize, but it looks like a good one from, and forgive me if I kill this pronunciation. Good, good judge of character, that Mark. Penooch. Penooch. Love that guy. He's a new friend of the show. You uh, rest in peace, Mark. Starting off with Boom Richard. To you all, yes. and congrats on the landmark 50th show. I read line for you, Penooch. <laughs> You listener lightning rounds from saying Spider-Man Rain. Can't believe Farrington called this trite on the old comics podcast. I think the 180 of who J. Jonah Jameson becomes in the future is my favorite part. 
I Kill Giants, absolutely mm. beautiful black and white comic book that tackled a tough subject in a very unexpected way. Don't think I've ever seen anything quite like the Titan. Uncanny X-Force 1 through 22. First 18 issues were amazing. All of the stories hanging over from, uh, excuse me, all of the stories hanging over from them. Warren's future, Genesis' future, Dark Beast still on the loose, or even what Psylocke's purpose is now. Why is the Captain Britain slash Otherworld story the next chapter? Am I missing something? Garbage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know that that is a lot already. So to close, it seems that each episode you guys talk about different titles. It's not that often you return to the same books for the round table, save for Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I was wondering. And Wolverine and uh, what else? No, Invincible. Right. You don't Invincible. need to talk anymore. <laughs> Let's just dwell on Dale right now. That was from Panooch, by the way. I love Amazing. Panooch. He closes by asking, I was wondering on average how many new books are you guys reading each week? P.S. I wish Farrington was still around to have to defend Jeff John's opening arc in the new 52 Justice League book that is concluded. Garbage. It was garbage. I can't, def- <laughs> I can't defend that. Sorry, Panucci. Well, Panucci, you got half your wish. <laughs> Guy writes for the trade, right, Mark? Uh, I mean, That's all he does now. It's that, pathetic. See? Uh, Comics Alliance did a great dissection from Chris Sims, just tore that arc apart, and he hit every note possible. He tries it to a Twitter book club with Jim Lee, and Jim Lee can't even, uh, he's off the book already. Get out of here. They were trying to do, uh, if I'm thinking of the right Comics Alliance article, it was one person writing the pros about it, one writing the negatives. Yeah. The negatives was a well-thought-out, well-dissected two-page article. Sounds like a paper cake team-up right there. Yeah, remember those? And then the pro article was maybe two paragraphs. It was pretty, I thought the the pro article from uh, it was a Lizzie Mary was pretty weak, you know? Mm. So, how many titles are we reading each week, guys? Good heavens. New books. I think I'm good for a silent nine or ten. God. Well, yeah, that's... Well, with me, it's weird, because, I mean, I got school, and I, my son, my family. Um, I pull a lot more comics than I read. I mean, I can't wait. I look forward to the summer catching up. But right now, I'll only read new titles for the show, like... Most of my the titles that I collect have taken back burner because um, I feel bad going back and, and talking about the uh, same comic every second or, th- or third or fourth episode. So I don't. Um, I'll I'll seek out new stuff, but I probably read maybe f- five six titles a week. Jonesy maybe. loves comics. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat as Dale. I pick up a lot of. Uh, a lot of regular stuff, like image stuff that I can't not read, like Invincible, uh, Luther Strode, uh, what else? A ton of stuff that, uh, Last of the Greats, like stuff that, like, I know, uh, Irredeemable. Basically, the stuff that I know I have to read each week, mm-hmm. mostly image titles, with the exception of, like, uh, Scott Snyder on Batman and Amazing Spider-Man and Scarlet Spider, I'm really, Spider-Man. I'm really into. Uh, Wolverine, I, I jumped off. Yeah, but that's it. I'm not really... Expanding into new titles, I'm I'm. It's getting bad for me. Then last month and the next couple months, though, with all the new creator own stuff, Saga, Manhattan Projects, now, Comic Book Shop, Delaware, put that on my list. Mm. Um, It's like they know you. The massive. Oh yeah, Brian Wood. New a bunch of new creator own stuff that I'm putting on my list, and it's just killing my budget. (laughs) But I'm I'm so happy for it to do it though. Where some peace Dale's wallet. What about you, uh, Slim Slimmers? I'd say I read about hundred, two hundred titles on the train. Twenty-ish, twenty to twenty-five. Try to get my, you know, try to try to taste it all up. You know, try to see what's out there. Taste it all. Yeah. Up. Try yeah. to take a big bite. Good. You got a nice little commute that I'm envious of. 
Where you can just chill, you and your iPad. Yeah, what do you mean? From, from the office to the couch upstairs. to the... I do have a home office that I like to use if needed, if possible. You know what? I'm not working in the big city. Yeah, the bright do, lights. You do go to the big city, though. I do go to the big city, and the internet is atrocious on the way to New York. I'm going to say that right now. How's your other podcast doing? Huh? Um, How's it doing? It's doing pretty good. Um, I do. I, I read a lot because I I'm very you know lucky to be able to to put my foot in the water. You know, try a lot of new stuff. And I got to spread the word about this stuff. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, you pr- you probably have like the greatest job. I mean, to, to that's actually a fact. You yeah. probably, I mean, not. I love comics, but you probably just have a drive to just read more and more because you know you probably have just people coming up to you on the street in uh, in New York. They hit, asking yeah. you. They say, you know, big head. You know, what are you reading right so now? I see you got your little skinny Wolverine shirt on. Why don't you tell me about the? <laughs> you know, the, sh- the sleeves are short. Okay, you know, it just yeah. makes it look like a skinny really? shirt. Really, it's not because you're uh, working out and built like a I know, brick three, S listen, house. Three stacks know, over here. Connect Fitness, Mark. Look into it. I didn't say that. I'm trying to don't save. Your, I'm trying to save your life. Mark, right good now. looking out. This is intervention. This is not pot, paper cake fifty. <laughs> right. Uh, what a show. Good show. Good fiftieth. Fifty years. Fifty years. 51 years. Next week. Will there be next week? Will Mark be here next week? Will you leave us for the bright lights in the big city? I was banished to the Phantom Zone. I did not leave. You left under your own accord. Guys yeah. probably, know it. Guys probably got to prepare for some planetary book club. You guys make it hard <laughs> to say, um, it's good to be back. But it's good to be back. <laughs> next week. We miss you so much. Miss you, brother. Moriarty. Volume 1. What a mistake. Oh, oh what? what? <laughs> Save it for the show. That's like wow. life spoilers. We'll see everybody <laughs> next week. Mark, uh, thanks for coming back. Why don't you take it? Last word. Good looking out. So did you really not read Catcher's Letter for the 50th episode? We had a lot of 50th letters, love. You know what? You suck at this, Steve. You know what? There's going to be another He draws you in a comic. It's okay, Catcher. This this fireside chat is dedicated solely to you. To you. Mark, doesn't I, I even, Mark doesn't even listen to the show. Yeah, Let's I be know. honest here. Let's just call him out. Brother got kicked off the show. <laughs> Had to go find new interests. Or you walked away. We still don't know. How many, well, we of, know. How many of the Reign of the Replacement episodes did you listen to, to be honest with me right now? Counting the one that was filmed in a different location? We didn't film any, so there you go. <laughs> they, were record, they were recorded, audio-wise. audio-wise. I listened through the wall on one. Through the wall? Yeah, I wanted oh, to be right. there. Yeah, you were. I wanted to be there. Let's break the fourth wall. You were present in an apartment for one of them. Yeah, for the uh, Dave and Mary episode, I think. Two of them. Miss, oh yeah, that's Mrs. right. Mrs. Meat and uh, just I, Dave. Mrs. Beef. <laughs> and Mrs. Mrs. Beef. <laughs> Mrs. Beef. Both are amazing nicknames. I kind of actually just forgot that we had that we gave her that nickname, Mrs. Beef. Hilarious nickname, Mrs. Beef. She hates it, so we need to keep using it. Please. Fifty episodes. We did it. One sentence or less around the room. Your favorite moment. Oh, Jesus. How can you put us on the spot like that? Hmm. 
I don't know. Mrs. B. Frank's up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recently, I don't remember anything. I, know, I don't remember two weeks ago. So I don't even know what I'm doing right now. All right. What's yours? Favorite moment? Wizard World Philly. It mm. wasn't on the air, but when we went to Wizard World Philly, it was a good time. I don't even remember Wizard World Philly. We Wait, did we see the Gar- do we see the Garvey's? Yeah, that was yeah. the the origin to get me the Garvey's. Yeah, we went to the Notting Head Brewery. Oh, that's good wings. They have good wings there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Jonesy loves this year. beer. If people are, you know. I don't know. What my favorite moment was. I is it too cheesy to say all of them? I mean, it is too, I don't too cheesy. That's actually. a cop out. This yeah. is a. Uh, You're fired. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my house. <laughs> I'll leave. Uh. Favorite moment? I guess like, like towards episode twenty when like we started really getting like letters and people were really listening and really cared what we had to say and I love the fact that the Fink Savage Finkcast mm-hmm. when they were talking about the show and they're like, you know, the Paper Cut Podcast has a real cult following. I really appreciate the fact that this show pulls no punches, is accountable to nobody. So we get to say what we feel, and I really think people appreciate that. And I think we come off as a breath of fresh air with a you know comic podcast. They're just like, you know, we love Jeff John, so we're gonna talk about how great Justice League is because Jeff we have, cast. yeah, because we have such a great relationship with them. And you know, we we don't strive to make relationships with creators not because we don't like them or don't want to but we like to keep it honest mm. and i think people like that and maybe that's my favorite thing about this if not favorite moment yeah i, I agree with jonesy too i mean it sounds like i'm just copying what he says but yeah i think i think i, I like what we do because people listen to us now whether they read comics or they like panooch he, he tweeted at that picture of all the comics he picked up at the uh, the comic book shop um, on our recommendations, which was amazing, and he's got a private account. I don't that know was, what he's saying. That was some of his uh, <laughs> lightning round. Uh, well, he did the I Kill Giants lightning. Lit, oh, yeah, lightning yeah. rounds. Yeah. He picked all those up. Um, but yeah, like the reviews on iTunes when we get a new one of those, it's amazing. And uh, when we started getting letters from actual listeners that we never met. And then we didn't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they just found us in iTunes or whatever. And, uh, you know, and then we meet some of them. And I, I don't know. It just feels cool. And, and like, like that gentleman who's starting his uh, comic company. I mean, we don't really do interviews. It's not really – doesn't fit our yeah, show. It's not this show. But, uh, you know, and we probably never will because, like Jonesy was saying, you know, one week we'll love Jeff Johns, one week we'll hate Jeff Johns. And, you know, and then when we hate Jeff Johns, it's – we. We pile on the comedy, you know, and then we say something the terrible ha- about ha-has. Jeff Johns, and the you know, it, you know, you you think back. We don't really mean what we say, the bad stuff, but it's for comedy, and <laughs> hopefully, we never have to come face to face with a creator that we bad mouth. Jeff Johns, like I heard the time you guys called us garbage for yeah. Justice League, <laughs> and that that terrible book club, Twitter book club, he tried to do with uh, Jim Lee. And the only thing I can hope Twitter is that Mark Wade <laughs> listens <laughs> to the show. Such a bad idea. <laughs> You do you send Mark Wade like tapes of this? I'm too scared. Like, you put the CD I'm and mail it to his house. What, what podcast was the uh, was that the comics podcast when Kurt Busiek hit us up and yeah. was yeah. talking about the the newspaper clipping? That was yeah. I was yeah. Ball oh, my eyes are, out. What about when Jason Brubaker when we did the show last week? Jason mm. Brubaker listened to the show and we did it as a book club last week. So that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, it's coincidentally he listened. 
No, uh, I think the Garvey Don Garvey like copied him on a tweet. Nice. Him in a tweet, nice. and he listened to amazing. And um, you know, and that's something we don't actively seek out. Because and then when we started this, and I think we talked to Garvey and MCon two weeks ago because we were talking about the show for a while after the show. And we don't like when I wanted to do another podcast. I didn't want to do a book, and then we'd all love it, and then we'd tell the creator that we loved it, like. Blah 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 blah. Like talk about you know listen to us and then tell everyone they listen to it. And I didn't want to do another show like that because there's a lot out there where you know there's some blogs out there that are just like all over a publisher and they're just always favorable and then the publisher always talks about them. And some people might even know the blog I'm talking about. It's just really annoying to me. Um, and I didn't want to do. I just wanted to do a podcast that didn't you know cater to getting publicity right from people. I just wanted to do a show that is just um, for three or four entertaining people, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we have all pretty good senses of humor. And I would listen to a show that I would listen to the show that we do. That's the main thing. I would I want to listen. I want to do a show that I would listen to. And there's a lot of garbage comic podcasts out there. And that's another thing I wanted. I wanted to do a show that nobody else is doing a good sounding high quality podcast. Who is doing a good, high-quality comics podcast out there? And how many comment compliments do we get? I mean, it's astounding. I get a we get. huge, tight pair of jeans when people compliment the quality of our podcast. You really do. The I work quality. <laughs> I well deserved. And, and I, I'm, an, I'm You're a podcast. Eating great. I'm a podcast Nazi in that respect because pounding is. I mean, name, name five, five comics podcasts name five. that sound better than we than than we do. You heard them, listeners. Name five. Name five. How's it feel? You can't. You can't right now. <laughs> put, I would dare you to put us up. I'm gonna another dare. I'm Ooh. daring you, Mark. <laughs> Again, welcome back. I dare, yeah, right. I just your you homework know, assignment. Your face is almost as red as your shirt right I, now. I I'm getting angry. I'm getting physically angry at every other podcast is, out there. <laughs> but this is about a celebrating paper cake. All right, yeah, let's, <laughs> really? I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bring Dial it bring it, it back. I'll bring it back down. We're having a great time right now. One of the things I love about this show, and I guess it speaks to the same vein that Jonesy and Dale just said, is basically we don't pander, but if we like something, we like it. If we don't like it, we don't like it. But the thing I hate about most fanboys is they don't like it. All right, well, tell me why didn't you like it? Well, you know, it just it stinks. It was not good. It's, no. Show me. Don't tell me. If you didn't right. like something, I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. Just be ready to talk about it. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have reasons and stuff like that. And exactly. Instead of just being some lame-o who just says it's crap and, and whatever. You know? I, Talk it's one of those talking on a telephone to a Wi-Fi Skype connection. Yeah. Yeah. Drink two, or <laughs> I mean, but but how, I mean, but how cool is it? Like, even if it's like a cult following, if that's what you want to call it, we have you know we have listeners that listen, and and now like you know the comic book shop wants us to come for free comic book day. Like, who gets to do that? And how? I mean, it's it's cool in it in in our tiny part of the world. Mm -hmm. That's like the coolest thing ever. I think we got lucky too. Your local comic shop or like normal cool people that we would probably hang out with on a normal yeah, basis. Yeah, exactly. They're not crazy. They're not comic. like, you know, they don't have weirdo nerd quirks where you like would talk to them in the comic shop and be like, I would never hang out with you ever right. because you're freaking me out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we, the first time I met them was at uh, the Marriott Bar. Yeah. And we just drank uh, and had beers with them for we a few hours. We got S-faced. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, the first time we amazing. met uh, Bicorto. Right. You were Beth S-faced Porto. when you were talking yeah, to Beth Porto. No. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't wearing your wedding ring. You also oh. weren't. You put it in your pocket, I saw. Yeah. Threw it over his shoulder. He, didn't know, he doesn't even know where it went. Jonesy, you also Swallowed didn't it. have a conversation with her in the face. You weren't looking downward. <laughs> you know what, Mark? Too inappropriate. Meta. I was too there. meta. Mark, I'm not sure if you realize his wife is in the next room, and these are thin walls, my friend. <laughs> it's okay. Too meta. Now we, uh, I missed you. You know, we. I'm very proud of the podcast we have. Very proud. I'm Thanks. telling you, I mean, five podcasts that sound better <laughs> than we do, and it's more. That's Slim not able to dwell on the compliment he just made. He's got to change the subject. <laughs> the compliment to, I uh, hope, to ourselves that I just I hope made. Catcher does the uh, next comic about the speech and, that's in this game. That's another favorite. Like Catcher doing these paper cake comics. I mean, he doesn't yeah, have to do that, amazing. which is great. Amazing. And I'm waiting for my own solo issue. I mean, I'm not going to lie. He does everything. He, he does a little bit of everything. I get the idea from his tweets and his drawing. Like, guys, crazy, and he takes the time out of his schedule to to draw us. Yeah. I, I mean, think the very first email, I almost positive the very first email he he sent in. Uh, I'm pretty sure we read where he said he was actually a fan of the IGN podcast, but maybe he was just not feeling their show anymore, and then he he found us. I can't remember how he found us. But oh, really. Yeah, well, that's cool. I'm almost it's positive. Cool. It's, that's definitely cool if you just found us. I mean, yeah. Wow. We've had the opportunity to meet some really cool people through this this journey. Yeah, we have. I mean, Dale, I only really met you through Matt, who met you through the Nerdcast, and you went to my wedding. Yeah. Like, you know, we, you know. I mean, plus, we've, we've forged such great friendships out of this. I mean, that's a... Uh, Nothing. Jen's nothing crying. will go back. Uh, I am Jen's crying. I'm crying he's, it out right now. He's, he's trying to work. He's, it you know, he's we've always trying to weep every episode. Yeah, <laughs> trying to steal your cry thunder. Right. How what was I, the episode we just did, man? When he was day tripper. Oh, yeah. He was like, he <laughs> was like. Sniffing, I think he had onions in his he pocket. Was he was onions. like cutting them with his fingernails, <laughs> yeah. trying to get himself to cry during that episode. Uh, How about see. the covers we've gotten from at Fiendsta? Fiendsta. Somebody I'd never even know if it wasn't for this. Yeah. Amazing covers. Yeah, my favorite cover is still his. Agent. Self-portrait of uh, Fear. Fear Agent <laughs> and Don Garvey doing our avid, our our Twitter icon yeah. and uh, and the repl- Reign of the Replacement covers. Those, gra- those are great covers. Those were fantastic covers. I saw something in the works for Paper Keg Fifty. Oh, Everyone ooh. is seeing it right now, but it's shaping up to be something nice, Mark. Mullet. Something real nice. Can we get uh, new icons out of it? Is this a new icon cover? No, nah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get icons out of it unless yeah. we want to. I mean, it could just get silly. Unless we all want to be black men. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what our <laughs> ultimate dream is every exactly. day? I know. Mine One is. of these days, uh, we're getting to a, a ten minutes over. I want to try to ke- everyone. You know, wants more. Yeah, keep them wanting more. I, d- I had to ask: Are we getting some good press about the fireside chat? Jonesy goes Jonesy over here. Do you do you need anyone <laughs> no, near you to stroke no, your what's in your pants? Remember when no. Charles wrote in and said the uh, that fireside chat where he just uh, let loose was pretty inappropriate. Maybe, yeah, do we want to talk about that when Jonesy that? when everyone was angry at us for your mental breakdown? Yeah, during well, who was just when you started doing Dave. your do you comedy did, routine? You mentally broke. You mentally blocked it out. I did wait, have wait, wait. an anger issue. Wait, I wasn't on for this, and I'm mad I missed the episode where you got to confront your internet beef. Yeah, opponent. we we really beefed it out too. Oh Lord, Jonesy uh, just started cursing as if it was like annual curse day on a podcast. Apparently, someone you know, named Charles was really mad about it. Charles. He should. Yeah, you know, people don't want to hear cursing on a podcast. It was I, the I, fireside I chat, Slim. That doesn't mean you curse. He's probably listening with his son or something. Can mm-hmm. I bring up another thing I hate about podcast? The cursing. 
you know, comics right. podcasts. You were talking about that. You got you guys got two yahoos talking about Jeff Johns's book, and they're just throwing f bombs like it's like the lottery of f words. I don't want to hear that. Like I don't know you. Machine. I don't. I don't want to hear f f f f f f f. Now I'm just curious. Was it f and good or because f-ing use bad? use words Probably that bad. describe or ad- adverbs? Get ad- a thesaurus. Man, I'm really sorry, Charles. That thesaurus I thesaurus keg. You. you know what? Swear words show a slow wit. That's actually, slow, that's swear words show a slow wit. And they they slow a show wit. Yeah, they do. Jonesy, you're a dummy. That's what Mark just said. Listen, I'm, I'm taking the heat. Apparently, I was very offensive. You. And uh, I just want to apologize <laughs> for the children. His head bobbing. The children <laughs> and Charles uh, everywhere. Jonesy, that was in the past. This We're is on 50. episode 50. 50. The original, the Fantastic Foursome is back. Mm-hmm. You remember in the beginning of the podcast where we rarely had all four hosts together? Yeah. It was like yeah. two yeah. or three for, I think, the first ten episodes. Yeah, it was bad. The first two episodes made me want to hang myself in terms of audio quality. I blew it the first two episodes. Don't listen to them. We had some good books. Please. I, I wanted to just cancel the whole project. Underboss was the first book. Below. It makes me like I'm just annoyed right now to think. Oh about man, it. can I tell a slim story real quick in the fireside chat? We were recording the comics podcast way back in the day when we still did it at your house yeah, in your that. office, yeah. uh-huh. and he has two dogs, and they came in and fought with each other during the recording. Oh, yeah, and ended up <laughs> cracking the screen <laughs> of of his MacBook. He, he was beside himself. He, there was like a 10-second pause. He looks at both of us. It was me and Mrs. Beef. And he says, the show's over. <laughs> slams <laughs> slams his laptop closed, walks in the hallway, grabs his two dogs by the scruff of the neck, and just tails them down the stairs and outside. Oh my God. And his wife walks in, and she goes, is everything all right? And I was just... I. I Sat there in stunned oh, silence, awkward. and Mrs. Beep was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> Mrs. Slim walked into the other room and called her mother to ask for advice because he was so beside yeah, that, himself. Half the story is made. That up. is true. You ask I'm your wife when you get wife. home. I'm going to talk to her about that. Jonesy loves spilling family secrets on. Oh the air. come on, that wow, wasn't family. Jonesy um, is just unloading. Half that story is true. I don't remember. Maybe I threw the dogs downstairs. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> if, it depends on who's listening. But the laptop did get destroyed. The the monitor it hit. I can't remember what it hit in the room, but it hit the like the near exact center of the back of the laptop. So the crack oh, the yeah, screen it was just like Frank Duke's man right in the. Oh god, it was a dreadful evening. Yeah, I don't think we were. Did we? No, we didn't record that night. No, no, we didn't. And not for a I while. I think I saw that. you for months after that. And every time I saw you, I would just shake my head. I think there was spilled beer in that room for, like, weeks because Uh, you brought a case, and I think the case (laughs) got destroyed during the the death match. Kicked it with their hind legs, and it (laughs) smashed every bottle in the case. (laughs) It was a comedy of errors, except there was not funny. No, not at all. We read some good books back in the comics podcast days. And we might have to bring some back. We might have to. We read some real good books. Maybe we'll do some kind of voting thing. Yeah, vote, uh, voting, that'd be cool, interactive. Maybe. Remember, um, Armaga- was it Armageddon? Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Throwback. J-Man says. It was back in March, too. It was March Madness thing. Hmm. Wow. Was it a year ago? We, we announced, yeah, that was the I think one of the first that, guest hosting uh, stints on Narcos. Yeah, because Dub Bill um, needed to pull a mark. Yeah, Take some time just, off. It was just like, that's it. He came back for the 50th episode, the final episode of Nerdcast. Huh? Really? Yeah, nice. and that was it. That was it. So I'm off next week is what you're telling me. 
We'll see everybody next week. Maybe. 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 Maybe not. Thanks for being here.